1: at five minutes past six, a very good evening and welcome to Friday Talksport. I think it's the first one in five odd months. And no, you're not mistaken, it's not Pat Tracy, it's Liam kelly in the hot seat until seven o'clock. Don't shed a tear though, the man himself is here. And he'll be giving his tuppence worth in a few moments' time. We'd love to hear from you. The text number is 086353782. It's Talksport here until seven. And a packed evening and weekend of matches ahead. We'll be at all of them between now and Sunday afternoon. Reporters at all the grounds across the Senior Hurling Championship, Intermediate Hurling Championship, and of course it's a weekend of Junior Quarterfinals as well. We'll have reporters at all the grounds keeping you in touch with all those games. A very good evening to Pat Tracy, to Seamus Brophy and Nicky Brennan, who are all here for the course of the programme. And Nicky, as I said, a busy
2: weekend ahead. Yeah, very much so, Liam. Uh, lots going on, and uh, we're looking forward to discussing that during the course of the programme. Pat will be in on it. We'll have uh, Richie Power on the phone uh, later on as well, and maybe Kieran will down to get their views. And uh, But I think you have... Um, there was no there was racing, actually, during the day, so I think you might have Bear on the line yeah, there. we do indeed, Bora. Very good evening be- to you. Because his by leg might be on the table, and you don't to let <laughs> it get cold. Uh, Bor, how are you?
0: I'm not too bad, well, Liam, not too bad. Well.
1: Did you have a nine-race car it- today?
0: We had a, a nine race in the corridor, that's for sure, or it was a day eight, I think. Anyway, not to worry. They started at two oh five there, Let me give you the results. The first race was won by number two, Brazil seven to four Giant favours. second number four, color sergeant the other seven to four giant favorites and seven ran. The two forty the winner here was number three, divinely five to one, second was number one, a handful of summers seven to one and third was number nine, Ubuntu, fifteen to two. Number seven was the beaten favourite there on nine ran The three ten, the winner here was number ten, Thundering Knights, seven to two. Second was number six Alvinia even's favourite. And third was number seven of Puna Plays, fourteen to one. Numbers two and nine were non runners there on seven ran The three forty the winner was number four, Laugh if you want, fourteen to one. Second was number six, Pizzacill, ten to one. Third number eight breaking story, sixteen to one, and fourth here was number eleven Agitator at nine to one. Number one was the beaten favorite there and twenty rand. The four ten, the winner here was number five, New Treasure, sixty-six to one. Second was number nine, Teresa Mendoza, thirteen to eight favourite. And third was number three, Coulthard at twenty-eight to one and nine rand. The four forty, the winner here was number thirteen, Chris Seven to two favors, second was number eight, with Grace twenty to one, and third was number seven, Galaxy missed eighteen to one and fourteen ran. The five ten, the winner was number four, Star Image, seventeen to two, second was number six, O McCaze, seven to four favor, seven ran, and finally the five forty-five was won by number eight Ramiro, seventeen to two, second was number nine, uh, Drumquina, 13-2 3rd was number 3 Troiba, 7-1 to one, and the beaten 4th four, four home there was number 12 Puddle of look 13-2 not sure about the favourite here, I think it was number 6 and uh, uh, 18 Ryan, that's it Liam Ok
1: Burr, uh, questions going around the studio here, how's your tips gone since the restart to racing?
0: I think we won't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> know, best look, We've had winners and we've had losers that's the
1: best way to put it. Well, there's always tomorrow and the next day, Burr, isn't oh, it? Yes, <laughs> oh yes, Oh yes. Burr, lovely to talk to you. Talk to you best again to,
0: soon, best of luck with your programme. Yeah. Cheers, Burr. I, care, I need care. it.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. That was Burr Scott there with the recap from the Cora. Uh, we'll run you through the rest of the day's sport in just a, f- a few moments. But Nikki, have you got uh, uh, Gaelic games news for us and what's going on?
2: Well, there's no games on the, this evening. Team, I uh, I didn't actually look them up yet because this stage now it's un- it's underage games will actually be on at this stage. We'll just check what's on. On, uh, on this evening, here now, yeah, we have uh, the under 13A hurling at the round three game down the road from St. John Park. It is uh, Lachlan Gales and Dixborough White. Dixborough have put two teams into this under 13, and James Stevens have as well. They're actually playing this evening out on uh, uh, Park and Stephen. They're taking on Aaron's own James Stevens Red in the uh, A Championship uh, also just checking that it is the A championship yeah Glenmore versus Munkine A1 championship it says I'm not quite sure the differentiation. there Piltown against John Locks at home in the uh, still in the A1 it is Dane's Fortress at Thomastown Dane's Fort at home there in New Orleans at home to Dunham Megan. in the 13B in Valley Ragged, St. Patrick's at Place Downey also in Portna-Shamroga uh, Ballyhale versus greg Bally in Greg-Namana Dr. Tierney Park Greg-Namana versus Rory and and in Tuller uh, is tuller berkin versus Kilmacow. and in in the C still it is Sleibru home to munna and in the 13 Aside, side C it and Clunin-Rail there at home to the Fenians. and there are all the underage games on tonight they're getting coming to a conclusion we have the under 15 finalists decided now as expected Greg Belly Callan and James Stevens are in that final and the minor is getting, uh, is getting close to it at that stage as well. Okay, Nicky,
1: thank you very much for that. We'll get uh, details on the first round championship games later in the programme. Seamus, uh, have we uh, news from the Greyhound track locally here?
3: Yeah, we have a 10 race card tonight uh, at Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and uh, looking at the first race in the card, which kicks off at 8 o'clock it's an A3 event uh, called the Irish Word hired Greyhound Stake and uh, Sober Delight, Sean Malone's dog out there from Castle Comer would be well fancied for this Uh, he's uh, ran up the track three times but he'd be hoping to put a one in front of his name David Flanagan trains there the inside traps uh, might have it in the second race, which is an A4 event, uh, Kishlan Shakira, uh, this one owned by Gavin Nolan out there from Conaghy, uh, one run on the track, uh, he was sent off 6-4 to favourite, I think his uh, hour may have come well drawn in box 1 race 3, which is the uh, continuation of the champion on race. They're gone as far as uh, round 2, heat 1 of this event. It started last week with uh, 36 dogs. Uh, we're now down to 24. Uh, trap 6 on his run the last day. The Quinlands above in uh, Thurlis. Uh, Doreen in particular has bull run. Norris running out of trap 6. He's wide-seeded. He's well-drawn and he might be the answer to race 3. The next heat, which which is uh, round two of that champion unraced. These are for dogs who have only trials done and uh, their first run came in round one of the event. Trap one lone flash. Uh, this one uh, owned by Derek Keen down there from Cork and trained by his fellow Corkman man Marco Donovan might be the answer. His uh, trials over 3.30 in Clonmelan Cork would lead you to believe uh, he's going to put a win on the card tonight. Race five heat three of round Two of that particular event uh, the inside draws uh, 1, 2 and 3 uh, would be well fancied the likes of Carol Ramsbottom Morty has Trap 1 and Trap 2 uh, Trap 1 and Trap 3 possibly uh, Carol Ramsbottom will divide those Deadly Samurai this one owned by Jerry Hannon, above from Bray out of Trap 2 Race 6 which is heat 4 of the event and uh, this particular one, probably the more trappier, uh, the way the draws fell, but probably um, the Bursa Lee dog, won by Brendan Kenny, Rory Sab, uh This one, uh, son of Patsy Sabat, uh, was a winner the last day of four lengths. And if uh, the penny has uh, further dropped, I think that's where the result will lie in race six. Race seven. Uh, which is uh, Make Your Pets Great an A4 event Uh, this one uh, to do with the IGB website, Uh, Trap 5 is the answer here possibly Alan Price uh, brings down a dog from Kildare, he was a good third the last day behind Bandicoot, Cicero and Callanan's dog would be a fair yard stick so wind out of Trap 5 is the answer in race 7 Race 8 then, uh, which is a D2, a distance event. Uh, The distance they're travelling is 725 and uh, Trap 3 has been upped in trip and is coming from a recent victory in Newbridge uh, to uh, ply his trade. Lenara Rosa, uh, this bitch is jointly owned by uh, Phil Curley and um, Maeve Barry and uh, 22 runs on the card possibly win 7 coming tonight in race 8. Race 9 is for dogs uh, that are graded open and A1 and the uh, your eyes are drawn to Jeff Vape and in Trap One, Name Tab. Uh, and Lewis, uh, Jeff Apen trains this himself, the son of uh, Lockhill Blake. He was a uh, good second in Shelburne Park on his last run to Great Eastern. I think the visit to Kilkenny will stand him in good said Trap one, race nine. And the final, the getting out stakes tonight is race 10, and this should be going off around uh, half nine, 20 to 10. Uh, David Flanagan brings down Kenya Blitz, uh, owned by Imelda Sinclair, uh, a name long associated with Greyhounds. 5.5 uh, lengths was his impressive uh, trial in Clonmel the last night and uh, if you equate that to a run in Kilkenny where he has been around and uh, we think Can you Blitz, Trap 1 race 10 tonight and that's the one for the money Liam Ok, shame.
1: Okay, Seamus, we'll put our money down on that. It is a packed weekend of sport. We'll just uh, run you through it before we take a break. Well, locally, Senior Hurling Championship first round matches in Nolan Park at 2 o'clock tomorrow. We have Shamrocks, Ballyhale and the Roar League. Later that evening at 5 o'clock, still in UPMC Nolan Park. It's Dane's against mull on Sunday. It's Bennis Bridge against Greg Valley, Callan at 2. And at 5 o'clock, Tullerone take on Aaron's own Castle Moving to Intermediate in their first round championship games at 6 o'clock in Tomorale Park. Tomorrow we have... Uh, 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 Freshford taking on John Locks of Callan while on Sunday at 12.30 in uh, Cannon Park at Young Ireland's of Gorn against St. Patrick's at Ballyragget. On the Kells Road at 3.30, Park Seamus, Steve Vaughan, we have uh, Carrick Shock taking on St. Martins while O'Loughlin Gales uh, take on the Fenians in Freshford also at half past three. And finally in the junior quarterfinals at two o'clock uh, in Thomastown Barrow Rangers take on Kilmacow, while moving to Sunday, half past three in Dains Fort at Sticksburg against the Roarne and at half five in Benesbridge, the Shamrocks against Clara. A couple of other bits will running through the camogie a little bit later. Thomastown United's Ellen Malloy has received her first Irish senior football call-up. Malloy and Ali Murphy join a strong Ireland squad to face Germany in the European qualifiers on September the 19th. Big weekend for freebooters as well. LFA O'Neill's Junior Cup this coming Sunday at 2 o'clock in Wexford Town. They're away to North End United the game that was due to be played against Sip tonight of course is off due to uh, obvious circumstances the NBA hopes to resume uh, over the next 48 hours this comes after boycotts have been held across the divisions uh, in regards to racial injustice in the United States and President Donald Trump has denounced the league and uh, said it's like a political organisation. The World Snooker Championship have confirmed that the first eight events of the new calendar year will take place in Milton Keynes. That includes the Northern Irish Open. And finally, in the Pro 14, well, packed weekend. Glasgow Warriors take on Edinburgh at 7.35. Tomorrow at 5.15, it's the Dragons against the Scarlets. The interprovincial derbies keep on coming because at 25 to 8 in Group A, Ulster take on Leinster. And finally, moving to Sunday, Munster and Connacht get underway at 3. Two hours later at 5 is the Cardiff Blues and Ospreys. And at 7, it's Zebra and Bennett on. That's how the weekend in sport is looking. We'll be getting, we'll be previewing the weekend's hurling action after this.
0: We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
1: We'll be talking to Richie Power in just a moment. A couple of texts, uh, friend of the show, Benjamin, has been on. He says, good evening all, it's great to hear sport back. Even with all the restrictions and the absent spectators, it's not dif- difficult to be excited at such an array of attractive fi- uh, fixtures as we have uh, before this weekend and he wants to know which club sides out of Kilkenny have impressed you most this year and we'll come back to that question a little bit later but keep it in mind which clubs outside of Kilkenny have uh, impressed you this year and obviously that's only going to be, that's going to be your view is going to be restricted on what the television has shown Jim Morone, of course has been on as well another loyal listener to the programme he's delighted to hear us back and Kevin has also been in touch to say so he's delighted to hear the programme back is back as well so 353 7782 is the text number if you want to pass on a comment or even give out to us sure we'll take the flak as well, Richie Power. Very good evening to you, Dean, How are you? I'm very good, thanks, sir. Uh, how has this uh, new normal been treating you and getting to games?
4: Ah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's totally different, totally different, Liam. But look, I suppose the the, the main thing is um, you know the games are going ahead, and I think it's hugely important, like for, for young people in every parish in, in, in the county that they're able to go to their hurling field or you know and um, you know have a, have a, you know have a bit of steam for two hours or whatever. But look, it's totally different. But, uh, you know, people are adhering to it and uh, it's a pity. It's just a pity that they, they changed the, the rule there a couple of weeks ago and stopping people from going because this is the weekend that, you know, supporters are really love to go, uh, you know, knockout championship. That's what, that's what the, the, the thing is all about
1: and it seems crazy to me Richie because you know the people are still going to the games whether it's looking out back windows climbing walls there was even a couple of people in Venice Bridge last Saturday up on ladders looking in so they're, they're fighting the need, necessary
4: yeah I, I give you an example Liam like there's a good colleague of mine that, uh, that has worked with me for a number of years he's, he's trained the team in, in Lout and um uh, they played last weekend, and he had 36 on the panel and and he was only allowed to bring uh 30 to the to the game so you know he said he he had the task of telling sick lads look at lads you won't be you won't be going to the game But they they went to one house six and went to the one house and watched the game on, te- on 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 stream or whatever you call it so like you know would they have been better off in, in that year, round above and loud, wherever it was, uh, watching it, uh, it was social distance, than to be in one room watching the game.
1: Yeah. Absolutely and even people who are you know getting a glimpse from outside the ground they're kind of consigned to one area of a pitch depending on where you're playing as well so social distancing is a a bit of a problem there but Richie we'll get back to matters on the field and look you've you've seen Carrick Shock a lot this year I'm sure I've seen a couple of the streams and one thing that's impressed me is the middle of the field they seem to be uh, dropping in great balls and that middle of the field for Carrick Shock seems to be the focal point for them but they've been very very good this year so far
4: well, it's, it's probably a year that we would have been very concerned about coming into the year, uh, Liam. You know, we were, two years ago, we were classed as an elder, you know, a, a team that was chubbing up in ages and we look to be in a little bit of trouble. But in fairness to them this year, they have four or five youngers have been thrown in and they have been doing very, very well. But look, at, it's, it's only the league, Liam. This is another step up next week. Uh, this weekend, next Sunday at Half three is another step up for us Um our, our record against Saint Martin would would be very very poor. They put us down. I was selecting myself the same year they put us down. But, but look at it, they have they have they have been doing very well. Uh, Sunday will be the real test. That will be
1: the acid test for oh us. Right. Mm. And what type of game would you expect from it, Richie? What type of game if you if you managed to get a glimpse of it? What type of what type of game? Well, would it
4: be? look at look at, it's, 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 it's it's on the Kells Road. The, the, you know it's a big open field, mm-hmm. and you know I'd, I'd be hoping that would suit ourselves. Um, Look at it's Championship Holland You know what Championship Holland is. It's fucking dog eat dog and it's you know your your life is your your you know, you're fighting you're fighting for every ball and that's that's exactly what the the, the way this game will unfold next Sunday. Yeah. Look, and if the you know different than the Dane Sport, the the Toleron, Castlecoma, like you know everything is at stake really, you know.
1: Absolutely, and both senior and intermediate are very, very competitive. I mean if you if we focus on intermediate for a minute, you could make a case for half a dozen teams.
4: Uh, but look at uh, whatever four, whatever four teams get, uh, get get the results this weekend. Like they'll, they'll be saying be themselves. Look at we we have a fifty fifty here now, and, and and like and that still leaves a teams in it. Like so, y- y- you know, like it's it's it's, it's all to play for. But like this this is the the, the the weekend that that brings all the pressure because you have the fear. Like you know you're, you're playing for a quarter final spot in the championship and if it doesn't go your way well then you're in a semi-final of a relegation and that's how big the prize is this weekend
1: mm. and what about the senior couple of tasty fixtures this weekend as well
4: absolutely yeah absolutely look at look at I uh, y- you know you'd have to say that a uh, the village and the borough have looked mm. the teams so far but lads you know y- you have the Shamworks now in the first round we we know what they're they're well capable of Castellarone that's going to be that's going to be some battle that'll be I think that could be the game mm. of the weekend
1: yeah and it's always a very interesting time of the year Richie, isn't it as well because you see, in the league you kind of see teams that they they may not be putting in the best performances but you can tell that they're building up to this first round of the championship and like there's other teams that they peak at the league and maybe it comes to their it costs them when we get to the championship so this really is the the you know the real interesting part of it when we get to the business end and we'll see what the preparation was like and have, did it work for a team or not
4: yeah, look at some some managers. Look at uh, you know they they might look at the league different than other managers, mm. and uh, they might say, look at you know if we lose the first three matches, it's about getting our team right, get them ready for the first round. Um, you know, in our situation, like we won two, they beat me a pint and one, but it still put us back into the first round. So you know, like it's all about this weekend.
1: Mm, absolutely, and uh, can you pick a few teams from us? Who should be looking at? Who should we be looking out for this weekend? Uh,
4: like I said, you know, Castle we were, were, were doing very, very well. I know they, they were beaten well in the last game, but, like, uh, you know, they have thrown they have in, in a few young lads. They have Connor Delaney. You know, they have three or four on this Kilkenny on this senior panel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't take my eye off for of them. And I think it'll take Tolerone all the time to, uh, to, 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 to pull one over uh, Castle Comer this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that's going, that could be the game of the weekend. Great Valley Callen have been struggling. You, you know they're, they're going to need a big, big performance from their from their team this weekend, like you know, just to to, to get back into this thing. But
0: mm.
4: you know, Liz Downey last weekend, I looked at Liz Downey last weekend in the league in the Shield final. They were very impressive in it, and um, I think Liz Downey, Thomas Downey are the two teams in in the intermediate championship that are going to take all the beating. But look, at after this weekend, who knows? You know, you, mm. you're just there'll be there'll be some shocks. There is no doubt
1: about that. Absolutely, Richie. Good to talk to you. We'll do it again soon alright Liam cheers Richie thanks very much indeed lads have you had any time to think about that question from Benjamin
2: well that's outside of Kilkenny yeah well sure Shell Maliers already have and he was—he actually told me last Sunday evening by text that uh, that in fact uh, Shell Maliers had won so he knew the black and amber jerseys were on a winner mm. it's its its very hard to know Liam they're, they're, they're still getting to later stages I suppose if was to take one shock of the whole lot and Pat, we didn't actually refer to this. Any, was was actually the the, the defeats that Port Portumna have had in the yeah. Mount Galway. They got absolutely hammered, and they're they're going to be in Senior B next year. That's some um, you know some demise for that club in such a short period of time. Yeah,
5: and uh, after the the winning the All Irelands in that sort of a. 10-12
2: year period you know yeah it does look like they're mm. now Bursley are doing ok in Tipperary um, now I suppose uh, this was to be expected but Imo Killy and Cork the division team they're gone they mm. were beaten during the week by UCC but to be fair they have lost some players because some of the clubs that uh, that was representing have, have gone up themselves yeah. so they're not eligible to play with them so you'll always have that but mm. um, they've probably done well to well you've just, you've just touched on a question I was
1: going to ask you there how are we looking nationally are the different senior championships in good shape is there any thing major
2: gone wrong in any of them. Well, Tony County that's in bother at the moment is Kildare as far as I know, mm. Pat, isn't it? You yeah. Know, everyone else seems to be fairly mm. on target and uh, mm. targeting a finish by the end of
1: September. Mm. And Pat, have you had any... Te- I know you're not a big fan of watching hurling through the eyes of a camera lens but have you seen any uh, teams on the television that have caught your eye? I'll tell you the team to watch in Dublin is Nafina mm. in the hurling. Yeah. They're in
5: the semi-final now and they're trained mm. by uh, they're coached by Kilkenny man as well but uh, they're, they're we played them in the challenge earlier uh, in the in the season and they impressed me and uh, they've been putting up good scores who's their coach? Um, he's he's uh, He's a man out from uh, from from Dalesford. Oh, his name called Tracy. No, Nigel O'Hara. <laughs> Nigel O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, he hurled with Dalesford, yeah. but he's actually teaching up in uh, Newbridge, and uh, he's uh, uh, he's involved there and in the, he's coaching them. Mm, uh, and uh,
1: I I think they're the team that uh, could upset the the regulars up in Dublin, tactically and fitness wise. Because I remember playing you know under thirteen, under fourteen, different competitions against Dublin sides like Athena and I remember going off the pitch afterwards I'd be shattered because the fitness levels even at that yeah. age are so so high yeah that's right but uh what do you make of this championship look we're going into another weekend there's no spectators there I, he- I hear a sigh from your side of the desk, Pat <laughs> <laughs> I know where that's going but the fact that no one's getting in and like I, I touched there uh, touched on it there with Richie there's people at either ends of the grounds, wherever there's a little hole in a wall or a wall that they can climb, and they're all in groups of five or six together. Now, that surely letting them into the ground might, uh, uh, you know, be, be more sensible and be uh, more, um, you know,
2: in line with social well, distancing. Uh, it's probably possible to do that leave-out around country venues, yeah. all right? I mean, I saw last week where people are on high banks around fields and all that. But look, in a way, that's not the issue. The issue is that nobody can go to matches mm. officially. Uh, I think the North still has, can have 400 in there. So uh, it it does seem strange that, well, in fairness to the medical people, they said the issue is not at the games. The Mm -hmm. issue is going into the games and out of the games. And having gone to an awful lot of matches now for the radio here, I would say there's definitely not an issue going into the games. Mm -hmm. I do accept that there is occasional post-match analysis being done by groups of people. But in an overall context, I was in a major shopping centre in Dublin last Tuesday. And it was like Croke Park and Al Ern Final yeah. Day with the number of people that were around. I just feel that some aspects of the whole process have been inconsistent. And look at it's it's games are being now being streamed, there's commentating games, there's reporting on games and all of that. So look at that's what people just have to do. Mm. And uh, it's it is very awkward and it's putting some clubs in an awkward position because you've got to bear in mind, having played the junior A, B, C, and D finals and E finals last weekend, it now means that all of the clubs taking part in the championship this week are running panels of at least 35 or 6, and maybe more. And then they have to get the selectors in, and the men and other mentors, and physios and everybody else. It does mean that some clubs are now having to turn around and say to players who are togged out, sorry you can't go, even if the guy hasn't a chance of getting making the team. Mm. and that's going to be a big dilemma for clubs well pat uh, just reading the news headlines since you
1: know this decision was made and we have to keep stressing this is this was not a county board decision or even a ga decision this was taken far above them at ministerial and government level but i think the frustration is that you know ga people feel punished for you know numbers going up and when you you do the research and see where the, why the numbers are going up it's not linked to ga grounds at all no, and the, you see, the thing about it is, look, uh, there's, a, there's a whole load of
5: people that'll go off to a match I mean, uh, like you go, let's say a Connie here or playing uh, Toller the, the or whoever, and they'll share neutrals, go off to see it, and mm. you can't do that uh, at all, and you go and you meet people and you socialize as in you meet people from those, those particular uh, uh, parishes and, and from those clubs, and it's all part of, of you know our social interaction. Mm. That's all taken away from us. and we, like we, we're here now, and we're uh, going to try and, and, and see. Um, you know who, who's going to win what at the weekend but so we've only seen a very limited number of teams, yeah, sure. we couldn't go to any, anyone, any neutral games only the ones that uh, whatever one of us might have to report on are our own club that's the only ones that you, you, you've got to see, mm. so the, the whole thing has nearly been played in a vacuum and uh, it's knocking an awful lot of the, the fun and the good out of it and I think uh, people find it hard to get excited about it.
2: Kieran, that's our Liam um, Lee- last weekend down in um, in Dungarvan was the Waterford minor A hurling final was on in Fraher Field mm. and the match was streamed so I know that the two teams went into the hotel in Dungarvan which is literally just, just yeah. a short walk down the road just put up on a big screen and all the sports were in the hotel watching it mm, yeah. yeah and Look, am I, I could be
1: out of line for saying this, but we don't have people at the grounds who are paying behind closed doors. Okay, they're streaming, taking place. If you were a, a senior, intermediate or junior hurdler or whatever level and you get to a county final and, you know, it's a proud day for you and your family you're in Nolan Park, there's no one there. Yeah. There's no, you know, the scenes in the dressing room after the match, that's gone. There's no celebrations after it, it's gone. Would we not have been better off, you know, keep the hurling going with challenge matches? Uh, because I don't know a hurdler... Uh, do hurlers mind playing challenge matches when there's when there's no one there? I do think they mind when it's a
2: big game like a county final and there's no one there. Yeah, but I think to be fair, I think the issue here, in mm. my view, is not so much. I think that given how given how deadly this this, this mm. uh, virus is, I think the notion of just opening Northern Park and letting people in mm. as they did in the past was never uh, that. Wouldn't be a runner. Yeah. The notion of sending in three or four hundred people in there, or even five hundred people, mm. I think is is doable once they once there's proper distancing. I think that could have happened myself, but I do think in the current climate, we have to understand there had to be some restrictions, and I think we we can't be overly critical of people for that.
5: Where's the pandemic in the north?
2: I'll uh, yeah I, I, yeah okay, What's but it? I want I want well they have four hundred. Yeah. I I mean I'm accepting what you're saying. That's the point I'm saying. I I feel we could have continued with a certain number, because I think it's cons. It would be at least be consistent with having yeah. uh, fifty at a, at a religious ceremony, fifty at a wedding, and the numbers that are going into the pubs that are serving food. I think that at least would be consistent there. But I mean, because they are saying now that the the areas where the viruses are coming are, in, are clusters in houses and things like that. But look, it's only fair to say mm. when we drive into this studio here, we pass by Nolan Park. As I was coming in this evening, there was at least a dozen cars lined up yeah. for people to be tested. So we have to be very kind. I don't think anybody is saying here are not recognizing the seriousness mm. of the situation. But I think there is inconsistency has been applied here mm. to the regulations. Absolutely, and we all we all we all want to abide
1: by the rules, and we all understand why they're there. But m- more, my point would be: is the t- is the
2: hunger there for a hurler to play competitive matches when there's no one there? Whatever about challenge games? Uh, I think that's I don't think that's an issue, Liam. I think to be fair, you're going to see all the matches this weekend. Now mm. they're they're in championship mode now. All the leagues are over, yeah. and and uh, and uh, mm. and uh, the pussy footing is gone now. So people mm. are going to be. And bear in mind, Kilkenny made the decision. Uh, and it was a tough call. Now, in fairness, and again, I'm not being critical, but it, they might have eased up on it a bit. The relegation this year is is, is still relevant, and you're going to see uh, four senior teams and four intermediate teams are going to be in re- in relegation zone after this weekend, and that's going to make it. That's going to be tough for them. So the effort is not going to be any less, whether there's one in, with nobody in the ground, or whether there's five thousand in the ground. Yeah. it's not going to stop the effort because clubs will not want will want to stay going forward rather than be looking down are you seeing that out on the ground path that
1: you know despite no fans being there you know championship mode takes over and that's forgotten about yeah oh,
5: yeah once uh, look it's just to go out and you have to go out and try and win the game and the, that's it the, the player instinctively that'll be, that's built into them and uh, well if it's not in him it'll be hammered into him before he goes out so uh, and, and at the water break and all the rest so <laughs> and uh, I suppose Nicky we have to be careful about the water breaks how long they are
2: well exactly yeah <laughs> I, 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 I know what you I, Liam do you know what talking about
0: there
2: was a case up in a football game in in Antrim during the week St <laughs> Gaul's and another team and um you're only supposed to have a minute to the water break, but St. Gall's, the ref had blown his whistle, was going to start the second half, mm. and St. Gaul's took a bit longer. He tried in the ball, and the other team got a goal, but St. P- St. Gall's got ready. Now, as it happened, St. Gall's won the match. Yeah. Now, if they had lost it, I'm not sure what would have happened. <laughs> but uh, there's a message there. There's a message there for everybody. But look, the, the the whole the whole world is different. Ireland is very different now. Just see a tweet here from uh, from Richard Chambers of Virgin Media News. He says, Leo Radcliffe says he can't say with any certainty that wet pubs will open again in 20." That's the Man. Ireland we're in now. I mean, that's going to devastate a cohort of people out there. And I mean, we're we're probably in many respects, despite the fact that we're we're probably seen to be whinging here, yeah. we probably have to be very grateful for small mercies that we can continue these games even in the current circumstances. Absolutely right. We'll take a break. More to come after these.
0: We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, eighty-eight point seven FM.
1: And That text number again is 353 7782. Just quickly, we'll run you through the senior, intermediate and junior games in a moment uh, if you missed them at the start of the programme. In Camogie, the Marble City Travel Junior Championship quarterfinal, that's tomorrow. It's Thomastown against Dixborough in Larchfield at 11, moving to Sunday. And the Junior Championship, James Stevens take on Blacks and Whites, that throws in at 11. Sticking with junior, it's Carrie Shock and Greg Namana. Uh, that's an eleven o'clock start as well in Tullah. Seven o'clock start for Moonkine and Tullihur in Junior. Moving to Senior, Wine Gaps take on St. Bridget's eleven o'clock throw in there. In the intermediate, St. Clair's take on Danes Fort in Danes Fort at eleven. Um, elsewhere, Thomastown take on Dixborough. It's uh, Young Ireland's taking on St. Martin's, Pilltown take on Clara, it's Connehy against Ballyhill, Mulnevat against Glenmore, St. Anne's Emeralds against the Roanus Steag. John is Bridge against Nave Breed Barrow Rangers against Old Gales St Lacton's List Downey against Tullerone uh, Tullerone St Anne's against Dixborough and finally on Monday in the under 14 James Stevens takes on St Bridges. so that's how Camogie is looking Nicky, packed weekend of hurling.
2: Yeah before you go there's a bingo out in uh, Coon on uh, Sunday night it's at 6.45 gates open at 5.30 uh, plenty of prizes there and Pat Tracy will have two 10, 10 euro books to raffle on the programme tomorrow for anybody who's interested going there you could get free books so that's the St. Martin's promoted bingo in Coon Sunday night at um, quarter to seven Pat looks look stunned
5: oh yeah Seamus <laughs> you're calling numbers are you oh yeah
3: oh, you, you're... I, I'm out in uh, Tom Royal Park on uh, Sunday week there was 6 o'clock start. Oh, uh, okay.
5: uh, you, you did it regularly out
3: there in Dales four. Oh, I did, in general, yeah. yeah. But sure. Indoors. Yeah. I yeah. did Dickie Rock on him. I sent him home sweating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Just looking quickly at the BMW Championship. Heidi, Heidi Masuama is top of the leaderboard on 3-under power. I look forward to saying that name all weekend. He's one shot clear at the field. Rory McIlroy is tight for fourth on 1-under. Nicky, what's going on this weekend?
2: Well, now, Will, I, I, I'm going to skip the first match because I don't want Pat Tracy to be talking about the second match so i let Pat Tracy talk about Valley Hill and the Royal Inestig as regards Dainsforth and Mullinavath uh, Mullinavath probably will be the favourites going into this they have uh, two draws and a win Dainsforth have been getting close but not close enough Mulnavat have the benefit of a Junior B County final success last weekend so there's a bit of momentum in Mulnavat. Dane's fourth probably need to score more of the chances they're creating. I mm-hmm. uh, say so that's their biggest test, but they will. There's a couple of very decent forwards on the Mulnavat team. So I'm um, on current form, Mulnavat should win that game, but I wouldn't totally dismiss Dane's fourth chances. And I'm not saying that because Mr. Tracy is uh, mm-hmm. socially distant from me here in the studio.
1: I haven't seen Mulnavat every week, but one thing uh, maybe that they want to put together is a full 60 minutes. I mean, I saw them against Comer, very good for. Forty-five minutes went missing for the first 15, and I suppose that's the that's the case across the board. Full 60 minutes is, you know, it's serious business now, and you have to put a full
2: performance together. Yeah, as regards the Shamrock's belly hill and the Rory Seagull, well, Pat is going to talk to us about absentees from the Roar. I think.
5: Uh, yeah, uh, Richie Laffey out, uh, Joe Ling out, and uh, there's a few, uh, a couple of others. I think Jim Ryan is injured as well, so they're likely to be down four or five. I mean, uh, Kieran uh, Joyce, he um, maybe he might be recovered from an injury. Uh, he picked up an eye injury in his last game so uh, they're down a share of players. Shamrocks will be in no mood uh, to give him uh, to show any mercy. You'd expect the Shamrocks mm-hmm. to win that. And they might have
1: a bit to spare. And we'll see a different Shamrocks compared to the league as per usual.
5: Well, we saw enough of them in the last game now. So <laughs> <laughs> if they're that good, yeah. they'll be all right. Yeah, I think right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they had um, they had a few players here and there, but uh, uh, the the one mm. move they made against us now that uh, just I thought changed the whole balance of their team. Uh, Paddy Mullen had been uh, wing back, mm. and Darren Mullen had been uh, midfield. So they they just swapped the two to their more mm. natural I suppose but more regular positions and all of a sudden they just looked uh, mm. a, a more much more complete kind of a team you know so but uh, yeah Shamrocks are you know they seem to the game against us they seem to want to get a, a good run out before the championship that mm. seemed to be what was on their mind they found their swagger with, with their full team yeah, yeah, yeah they found
3: yeah. their swagger really. I met TJ above in the fitness centre oh. during the week mm. and I said the one word in your book you're missing is compassion waffle all letters and <laughs> that He <I> said <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Nicky, you were there night one against Tullerone and I saw it on the television. What They looked a bit tactically uncertain and there was a lot of sharp balls being played. And Since they were,
2: then they've changed. Yeah, they were. They probably looked, it was their first match and there was mm. lots of things to get sorted and new trainer in. So, mm. no, I think they've found their mojo and I think while we, we're all saying the three, someone from the city is in this very strong position and of course they are. I think... Uh, Shamrock's Ballyhale are coming into this championship in exactly the way they'd want to come into it. Mm.
1: What way would we look at teams like Mullen Lavass and Bennis Bridge? Are we putting them in a category of their own, you know, just beneath well, any ben-
2: chance? Bennis Bridge are playing Ballycallan now yeah. on Sunday at two o'clock in Nolan Park and I saw them the last day to Ron, impressed by them, big strong team, plenty of movement in the team and I think plenty of good hurlers. Haven't seen Ballycallan this year yet, but they hasn't things haven't been going great for them. They have to obviously step up on Sunday, and they, and they will play better on Sunday. Mm. I'd expect, but I'd be uh, I still think Benesbridge uh, Bridge are a, are an outside outside better in my view. Now I'd them in that sort of be, that state. Absolutely, yeah,
1: Pat.
5: Yeah, I'd uh, I'd I I always like uh, this current crop of Bridge uh, players. They're 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 very. Um, you know they're very economical and they pick off some great scores uh, playing a, game, a team like Tolerone would suit them playing mm. a team like uh, um, say like Castlecomer that wouldn't suit them uh, as much so but uh, they're, they're, they're playing Bally Callen. I think they'll have too much for mm. Bally Callen.
1: Are you saying they're sunshine uh, hurlers or am I putting words No, in it,
5: No it's just their style they like an open free flowing yeah. game and Tolerone play that kind of game and you know they'd express themselves either, they'd be a little further down the road than Tolerone own in in playing that uh, game and the the you know they have a great understanding they've changed around the team a little bit mm. that maybe has interrupted the flow of their game it mightn't be quite as good but uh, still they're I I think they're going to be uh, like Nicky said they're they're dark horses out there yeah
2: and they have been the yeah. Morrissey down in the forwards and the idea and I know they're not new to it but Kieran Brennan and Hugh O'Neill young yeah. lads are bringing great pace to their attack as well so that's right that's yeah. that's that's a, that's a They've come on a fair bit now for the last two years with yeah, those say, lads and
5: Say, Hugh O'Neill came back last year from Dubai. It was his first uh, kind of season back. He came back in the middle of it. This is his first full yeah. year, so he's getting the right run at it. Kieran yeah. Brennan now is, you know, is hitting around the 19, 20 age mark now, and you know, and he's got a great rest. He he couldn't play with Kieran's because of injury, That's right. and uh, he's you know he's he's coming into form as well. So, there's the, the yeah, they're, they're solid. Mm. What about
2: Greg Ballycallan? What hasn't clicked for them this year, or is it, as what's happened, been expected? They're missing a few lads mm. now, to be fair, uh, for various reasons that we don't need to go into. Um, so, that's, they're, they're a loss, and they can't afford to lose anybody. So, um, look, they, they, they may have to fight for their lives uh, through the relegation, but look, they'll go into Nolan Park, and they have to go in in a positive frame of mind. Mm. I mean, they have to go in feeling they can win it, but I'm purely saying, and what I've seen in Venice Bridge, I think they'll take stopping. Yeah, past
5: Aaron, yeah, w- go on. Yeah, go on. I just Bally Callan, they're missing Billy Ryan and Tommy Rohn yeah, and, uh, yeah. and one or two others. And that's been, you know, the, that, that's that been a problem From And also that one or two players that couldn't come home because of the lockdown in the three counties up there in the Midlands. Uh, so they had been missing uh, players at different times. So, you know, look... They, they, because they were beaten in the three and people were kind of saying they're in bother. They could be a lot better uh, yeah. at, at the weekend. So you know, but I, I think Valley, I think uh, Bridge just have a little on them. Mm. You know, Aaron's Own Castle
2: Comer in a word effective. <laughs> yeah, well I, I saw Comer playing and I thought they were very good. I, I, mm. I, I saw, he saw half the last day on the uh, stream because I had to go to watch the bridge and uh, Tullaroan. A uh, very disappointed the way they get. Collapse in the second half look I, I don't see a lot here I mean Davy Boogie was coaching and assisting with uh, Tullerone last year he's now he's not directly involved with this team in Comer but he'll be able to give some insight but I actually I actually find this one very hard to call I'm not, I'm yeah. not this could go either way now yeah. to be honest about it You were talking about
1: Bridge Pat here in his own Castle Comer a direct contrast
5: um, maybe not as well. look Castlecomer are very strong uh, and always have been out uh, if you like the middle of the field and then they lacked maybe a spread of, mm. of forwards but I think that has uh, improved this year he likes of Jack Buggy and uh, there's another player in the full forward line that I'm, I'm kind yeah. of forgetting his name uh, he had been on, uh, playing coming off the bench a bit the last couple of years and they are two nimble forwards and that can take scores and that's what they've been kind of looking for and uh, maybe uh, they, they, have, they might have have that spread and uh, I I think look you have to remember they have been knocking around the semi-finals should have bet mm-hmm. the Shamrocks uh, a couple of years ago bet the Borough last year they're they're a solid outfit and A nightmare uh, on a wet day yeah but I, th- I think even a dry day now they won't mm-hmm. be too bad either I, I think they'll uh, they'll take a lot of beating and have a very good 15 and play a great brand mm-hmm. of hurling and uh, you know the, but uh, the, 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 this one as Nicky said could go either way I still lean a little bit towards
1: Comer yeah, Tollerol must be very happy with their year so far.
2: Ah, they would be, yeah. They'd be disappointed. Maybe they didn't. Um, they, they maybe they, mm. they, they, they didn't probably win the first day. You know, the draw. They got the draw, but probably overall they deserve to win. But look, they're performing well. They're doing good. And this is a test. They would obviously prefer. They wouldn't like to be battling it out in relegation because once you get into relegation, anything could happen. Um, yeah. Right, looking at the intermediate, I
1: was uh, talking to Richie earlier on and uh, I was finding it very hard to pick out a name or two. Um, Looking at this weekend, we'll start at 6 o'clock tomorrow, uh, Freshford and John Locks.
2: How do you see that going? Um, Well, I've seen Freshford playing twice and... um they were up and down to be honest mm. about it but Loxley were very disappointing the last day now they have, they are going to change around their teams uh, for uh, tomorrow I mean you'll see on McGrand the forwards and you'll see probably Ryan Berrigan in the back so they're going to juggle it around a bit to see that will they get more out of the team but you'd have to say Freshford will, will be the favourites in that match you agree Pat?
5: Yeah I think with Freshford uh, turn up uh, they didn't seem to turn up for a long time against uh, Liz Downey which uh, was amazing uh, given they're playing the neighbours and uh, still they were only bet be three points three or four points in the finish uh, wanting Freshford have they always have a few scoring forwards and sure. uh, I think uh, I think they'll get the better of the locks
1: mm. Moving to Sunday New Irelands are going in St. Patrick's Barry Ragget.
2: I saw Young Irelands the last day again Liz Downey it was, it didn't not, it note it was a bad day to be mm. fair and the rain had come down it was the first bit of wet weather we had from a hurling point of view, uh, I think they'll have to play well I think St. Patrick's Ballyraget just got back on the horse again after the last mm. day I'm at, I presume Michael Brennan will still be around I think he mm. is their key forward now they put Kevin Kelly out around the middle of the field and I think that's a good move because uh, inside he was getting bottled up and getting knocks and that whereas out around the middle of the field he can play a more free role so if I, I'd, ex- I'd put Ballyraget to win that one and um, I think they will if they have Michael Brennan because I think he's the he's the key man for them in attack
5: Pat. Uh, yeah, Sean sure. Kenny probably on the edge of the square. Um, <laughs> Young Ireland will have uh, two or three lads back that haven't played, uh, mm. but uh, they, they mightn't be match fit. But they'll be mm. there. But uh, this
2: one, whoever wins this, are, go- are going to earn it because these are two battling teams. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wouldn't be dismissing Gordon. I just feel that mm. maybe Ballerreggs have just got a bit of momentum at the moment, having won the last day. Admittedly, an easy game. Mm. Now one team that's caught my eye this year and they're my
1: dark horses are Carrick Shock. St. Martin's muckily, I saw them against Gorn and they were very, very disappointed. They were shooting
2: some very poor whites. This one, you'd have to say, would you agree Carrick Shock go into it as favourites? They do, but yeah, but I'd Richie is right to be fearful of mm. it. They don't have a good track record against St. Martin's. Carrickshock um, Carrick Shock have done very well this year, it must be said, and mm. uh, probably were a bit unlucky not to get into the one of the top two spots. But no, I think they'll be favourites. Martins are kind of uh, they're probably Capable of more, but they're they're not quite performing. There's a lot of younger players that need to bring on and develop them.
5: Yeah, but they're short four players. They're short a few. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. short. Uh, I mean, Thomas uh, Breen and, yes. uh, and they're short Canis uh, Maher yeah. and that. I mean, those two players alone. Ah,
2: yeah, no, you're right, there It's, it's an awful, it's an awful loss.
1: A, a massive loss. Yeah. And Fenians or Loughlin Gales or Loughlins, you know, one win from 3 is it in their first year in uh, intermediate hurling. Definitely holding their own. They were very unlucky watching the stream the last day. The Fenians, you know, they're 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 an ever present team and they're by no means an easy contest.
2: I saw the Fenians the last mm. day against uh, St Actons. Uh, St Actons deserved to win the match, but Fenians had they not conceded two mm. they they give away two terrible balls that Freshford got goals out of if they hadn't to do that it would have been a tighter match now, this one could be tight enough now I, again this would be a bit like the Tolerone Aaron's own match this one could go either way Yeah, would you give O'Loughlin's a chance
1: Pat they seem like a great you know, team with link up playing they, they know each other's games very well
2: yeah
5: um, it all, if, uh, Fenians, uh, if Fenians get to narrow the pitch uh, then uh, the, the, they'll win it but uh, O'Loughlin's the, the the problem I saw with O'Loughlin's against Glenmore was that on the night it was a kind of a damp night they played too much tried to overplay the ball and didn't shoot mm. when, the, when they had the opportunity I saw the Fenians against Young Ireland Young Irelands were in control of the game for three quarters but sheer willpower the Fenians uh, got over the line by a pint and uh, it's going, they have two or three players they have to get big games out of mm. if they get the big games out of those two or three players well then uh, that could beat O'Loughlins, but if O'Loughlins can keep the ball the game open and uh, take their you know open out the game and take their chances well then uh, O'Loughlins uh, uh, could win it but uh, in the championship the Fenians
1: certainly the, yeah. they they won't want to be heading into a relegation battle at intermediate level Well is it just the forwards that O'Loughlins overplayed the ball because I sometimes I've seen them against Carrick Shock and I felt they were overplaying it at the back at times so Well ch- maybe they were yeah, uh, uh, yeah that they, they're inclined to overplay the mm. ball yeah and sometimes you no, instead of just clearing the ball, they're trying to yeah, hold off yeah. the possession, and I thought it was foolish
2: at times. What do you think, Nicky? Yeah, I do. I think so. But I'd look at it, this is very open. I think this. Yeah. Yes, I haven't seen Lachlan's playing now since they bet how in the county final, so I haven't seen them this year. Mm. But they're a good team, and they were deserving of that final mm-hmm. last year. Because we're nearly out of time, we just have a quick word on the, on the junior. Barra Rangers, I would think, would be favourites to beat Kilmacow tomorrow. Uh, I think that Dixborough will overcome the roar in the sea and i think uh, clara shamrocks valley hill could be a close enough call
5: yeah that was very close last year wasn't yeah. it yeah i think and um yeah and could happen there.
2: Yeah, the reward for the winners of Barra Rangers and Kilmacow is a meeting with uh, Tuller ross in the first round of the Championship, so uh, that's their reward for the winners of uh, But the
5: only thing about that is
1: they'll have, have a game
5: under their Abs- belt yeah, absolutely. going, in, going not into no, play, no, you know, right, provided right. they
2: don't pick up injuries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does it scary that the second and third string teams that, you know, play junior for the town
2: teams are competing with the, the strongest of junior country teams? It doesn't, it's inevitable, Liam. Mm. They've been dominating the A-grade in, in underage for all along. Look back over the last ten years, and see who's been the the last four, and inevitably the three city clubs have been probably mm. there or thereabouts. So it's inevitable with the numbers they have that that's going to be the case. And you look at the farmer.
5: County minors and under twenty one players that are playing junior for those clubs. If if a country club had them, like they'd be just a first, first team. team. Yeah, you know, no yeah. matter what. It's like, a
2: consequence of yeah. the geography of the county. In fact, mm. I mean, I know it's unconnected bit, but if you take the the pub's not open, not uh, opening. I mean, it's another it's another nail in the coffin of rural Ireland. To be honest about it, and uh, I think it's going to be more and more difficult to keep uh, a lot of rural clubs going at the uh, on their own, inevitably and. I may not be around for it, but inevitably you're going to see some amalgamations down the line because the numbers won't be there. Well, could you
1: see in maybe fifty years' time another city club? I mean, you look at the, the the panels. There's certainly you could certainly put in a very good at least junior team there.
2: I don't think that's going to happen, now, but maybe they might... Uh, mm.
1: Well, uh, practically, whatever about emotionally.
2: They, <laughs> might, they might send a few... They might send it, you might send a few up out to Balleragate Road to a certain club. <laughs> <stop. laughs> they're already gone, by the way, and Fair Owl droves drove now out to a place called Dan's Fort, and Clara have picked up a few, well, they're, so they're, they're they haven't gone out our road very much at all.
5: <laughs> well, there's another factor as well, that since uh, the, the, the births and marriages and deaths and all the rest, since 2014, we're not replacing ourselves. Right. where mine yeah. is so
2: yeah. there's another there
1: you go that's yeah. it right okay right we're just coming up to the end of the programme Seamus Brophy you're on the on up next
3: yeah uh, three hours of grand easy listening music I intend not to upset anyone dead or alive
1: alright that's fair enough right I'm sure there'll be a few more rows over the course of the weekend that's it for Friday Talk Sport we'll do it all again next weekend don't forget sport tomorrow at 12 o'clock until then bye bye take care